it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Interceptions are you know, but there at those times, um, you know, you don't want to do that. It's, you know, because we kind of had the game pretty much in hand at that point. And then, you know, those two interceptions, I don't even know if they're back-to-back, but um, they were, yeah. So, you know, that's how you let teams come back in a ballgame. That's what I'm talking about, you know. We haven't played with a big lead before, and we need, you know, we need to learn how to do that as well. You know, I've I've got a plan, and uh, we'll just see how it goes. Sometimes plans change, but uh, we'll see how it goes, and uh, we'll sit down this week and we'll visit about it and kind of go from there. Mike Zimmer, uh, seven and two Vikings, got a little interesting there in the third quarter when Case Keenum decided to start throwing interceptions all over the place, and Ventline was much more festive for two hours full phone lines yesterday with superstar who's in here, and I, you know what, I'm glad that I have. Some some people in here to protect me against something that's become an epidemic in this town. The quarterback shaming that you and the callers did because how dare I have some healthy skepticism of a career backup quarterback and the sustainability of his performance. And I'm laughed out of the studio by Star yesterday and Roger and Oshkosh and all these other guys. <laughs> Oshkosh doing well, let's, just go ahead and start it off. let's just start it off. Hi, everybody. Uh, where, who are you today? <laughs> Which guy are you today, then? Okay. Here's... It sounds to me like you've decided to be that guy that's willing to delve into the... He's tougher now that I'm here, because clearly I'm really going to back him up. <laughs> I think there are three truths to my stance okay. on the quarterback situation. I'd like to hear okay? all three phases of this. I'll throw three at you, and then you can tell me... Uh, you can put me in a headlock if you want to. It so... just sounded to me... Wait, hold on. It just sounded to me like yesterday you wanted to be uh, Case Keenum backer, but then you wanted to be... Uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater supporter and activist and, and uh, lobbyist and everything else. And then you said, I'd be happy with both, kind of. Who are you? Are you Brett Favre? At the same time. Well, I'm John Kerry, the flip-flopper. Uh, the That's guy who lost the election like 15 years ago. I know where you stand. Yeah, I'm, giving you, I, I'm listen, giving you a bad time. These are nuanced takes. This is highbrow yeah. sports radio right it now. Is, it okay? is. So I think three things. I think Case Keenum is playing the best football of his life. Yeah. And if he were to continue playing this way, he should absolutely play, and the Vikings can absolutely win a Super Bowl. So I I think that. That's pretty strong. I also think it's okay to be skeptical of a guy who, for five years, was a middling to awful backup quarterback who got some starting opportunities. I think it's okay to be skeptical about the long-term sustainability of his performance. Like, we've seen Brian Hoyer really good for three months uh, with the Texans. We've seen Brock Osweiler really good for two months. We've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick really good. He threw 31 touchdowns a couple years ago. And those guys, like, they'll pop up for two or three months. I think 
You over mentioned the, the old uh, Eagle quarterback yesterday, uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles is in that, that was group. A, that was another one of those runs. Where they're hot for like three months, and then they come back to where they are. Like, that's that's why I'm skeptical. And I think that's okay to be skeptical. And then the third thing, I think Bridgewater long-term has a better chance to be a franchise quarterback for like five or ten years, health pending, than Case Keenum. So, like, that's why I'm conflicted and torn here. The floor is it's yours. A, it's actually a, a very good case you make for yourself. Get it? Wow. Uh, just stop I would that. say that the... That the <laughs> Just stop. The, the thing that separates a, a good backup quarterback and a franchise type of quarterback, and there are very few franchise quarterbacks that have ever really panned out to be actually, truly franchise quarterbacks that have led their teams to the promised land for championship after championship, that kind of guy. There aren't that many of those either. But the difference maker is coming down the stretch through December and through the playoffs, how do you take, how do you take care of yourself then? How do you manage yourself then? What what does pressure do to you? Because that's the difference maker, is that when you pucker up a little bit, come playoff time, are you still the, the same guy? Do you thrive under those conditions? And do you welcome that opportunity to, to prove yourself in the biggest moment? Uh, we don't know what Case is yet in that regard. We don't know what Teddy is either. Does he seem like the guy that would be able to hold up under pressure? Who is the coolest guy out there? Keenum actually passes my test on that one. So I agree that he's the kind of guy that can probably strap it on and deal with pressure and advance through the playoffs. I don't know how far, because no one knows how far anyone's going to go because anything can happen in the playoffs. Anything. It doesn't even really matter what kind of quarterback you've got. If you want to turn the ball over enough times and, and do things wrong defensively, I mean, you're just not going to win a, a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the Hoyer run ended two years ago. He had a great, I wouldn't say great, but a really good regular season with the Texans. And then threw like five interceptions against the Chiefs or something, I and have, that was the end of the season. Star, I have um, no debate on, on this in my mind. Internally, I'm not conflicted. I slept well last night like a baby, in fact, because I can guarantee you what will happen. I mean, this is no doubt. I've come, you, I will turn another I, year older today. I've seen this. That's yes, what you I will. going to happen for yeah, sure. sure. Sure enough, as the calendar flipped and I turned 48 today, wow. Case Keenum will cost you a playoff game. He will cost get, you one. He, yes, he will get to he will get to the point that you're talking about, and he might be cool, but at, but there will be pressure. The first interception that he threw on Sunday he, against Washington, he'll throw that pick again. That jump ball, oh my God! There's a little bit of pressure. I'm on my back foot. I'm going to launch the ball, and it will. And and in that in this case, you won't have a two touchdown lead. You won't have a big lead. It'll be a tight game, and it will cost you that game. I can't guarantee you that Teddy won't do that, but I, I'd rather go down that path and see because I could. I can guarantee you, sure as far through the pick in 2009, that Case would throw a similar pick. That will end your season. Now, the question becomes, if it's in the championship game, you might say, well, yeah, but we made it this far. That's great. So the question to you and the question to fans becomes, where do you want it to end? But Case will end it prematurely in a game against a Rams a or a Saints. Right there. And I know it. No, I, I mean, I've, I've seen this before. This, this did you is, dream this exact this, scenario last night? I did not. But I was, knew it was, going to bed. Was Joe Buck condescendingly on the call? And I slept like a baby because I knew, I know exactly how Did you this know will end. in 2009 that even a, a Hall of Fame quarterback yes. or yes. a guy that could win a Super Bowl would someday come back and throw across the field back into the middle of the field? Actually, to his credit, I can say yes. At, at, you did know that. At, yes. my, at my 40th birthday party in November of 2009 oh, in St. Louis Park, 
I was drinking with the boys, and I pulled Doogie, and I, I swear to God, this is a true story. I pulled Doogie. Doogie started in Favre's MVP. I mean, Favre's playing great. Yeah, yeah. Do- was. Do- yes, Doogie, was. I had a couple Fa- beers, but no, no. I got Doogie goes I on and on. Doogie goes on and on that night about how great Favre's playing, and he's mm. completely justified. And he's completely right. What did he base all that on? And I, wow, I, that was such a great take, Doogie. I, I got a scoop for and you. And I looked at him. I looked at Doogie that night, and I said, Doogie, he will break your heart. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. He will break your heart. And in fact, when he threw the ball across his body to Tracy Porter in the Superdome and all hell was breaking loose, Doogie was three rows behind me and I stopped everything I was doing, ran up three flight, three stairs and I said, and I grabbed Doogie by the shoulders and I said, told you he would break your heart. See, you're Case per- Keenum you're will break verse too. And Case you're- Keenum will break your heart. He will. Now you might say it was good enough. But what I'm saying is the Bridgewater, I'm not saying Teddy's going to be great, but I would rather go down that path of finding out than sitting here assuring you I know what Case Keenum will do to you. Rip your heart right out of your chest, stomp on it, and go home. I mean, I, that's fair. That's a fair assessment because you really don't know about either guy. It's, it, 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 I guess it's kind of a tossed up in the air, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. But because you can't guarantee that that won't happen, you can't guarantee whether or not Tom Brady will do it you, because he threw a pick six in the first half of the, of the Super Bowl. Did he cost him the Super Bowl at that point? Looked like it by halftime. Mm-hmm. The 14-point swing right there. Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He came back and won the game. He's great. and I, that, We all know that. And, and it's just hard to say about Case Keenum, whether that is something you can label him with yet. I just know that he's probably getting the best opportunity he's ever had in his entire football life of playing with a decent team, of actually being able to manage himself and, and a coaching staff that believed in him that where they've never believed in him before, where they've always gone and drafted somebody uh, hired to, to come in as the franchise guy. They didn't believe enough in Case at the time to really think that he was going to be the guy. I mean, here he's got a chance to put in a whole season and actually develop into the kind of guy that no one's ever really known and with a team that he could possibly you know, actually win some games with and maybe even advance in the playoffs with. So I, I really don't know. I mean, I wouldn't put Case Keenum behind too far behind an Andy Dalton at this point, who has not won a playoff game yet. You know, that's a great comparison. So I think Andy Dalton... I mean, they're I mean, they're a little bit different. That Dalton was a second round pick and had some more like pomp and like he was more hyped, I guess, after a couple of years too. But Andy Dalton, I don't think if you put Andy Dalton with uh, like bad circumstances, if you put Andy Dalton with the Packers, where it's like the defense is bad, I don't think he puts up thirty touchdown passes as as he did a couple of years ago. But Andy Dalton, and this has been the case a couple of times, not this year with the Bengals. Great offensive line when Whitworth is the left tackle, yeah. defense with Mike Zimmer as the coordinator. And AJ Green and in, in a in a dual threat running back, all of a sudden Andy Dalton looks a lot better than maybe he would in other circumstances. There's about five quarterbacks: Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, where you start with seven wins just because they're the quarterback. Where you could put them on the Browns and that's a seven to eight win team. I agree from zero. I, I agree with that. Dalton's in that where Dalton needs a lot of weapons. Case needs some weapons, but you don't have to apologize for that if you got weapons. Go make it work. That's how it works. That you know in the NFL there are a lot of really great players. Normally, on every team, how good they coordinate that effort and how, how well they're coached and what kind of scheme you're in against the, 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 the opponent you're, you're playing against, how sharp are you? I mean, how sharp situationally are you in, 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 to, to the game and the coaches? Are they in tune to not blow it at the end of the game? Are they, not, are they in tune to do something special before the half? Are they, are they capable of doing those kinds of things? Well, if they don't, your quarterback still doesn't look very good. So it depends on what kind of coaching staff you have as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think I think it'd be fair to say that Case Keenum has not really had a very good coach to report to or to give him a chance to play even. 
And I think he has that here. I think they have given him an honest opportunity to play, and they don't have any real uh, you know, thought of, of maybe benching him right now either. We heard Mike Zimmer be, as the show began, and he said, we're going to let this thing, we're going to assess it basically one game at a time. That's what, that, that was how it sounded to me, at least. I mean, if, he didn't say that verbatim, but probably going to have to look at him one game at a time and just let this thing ride. I don't, because I think it'd be an enormous mistake to change a quarterback right now. The things that he's doing that are, I, th- I think, outweigh the bad things that he did yesterday in the third quarter. I think he far outweighs that with what he's doing right. Like the the uh, the hustle he showed when he tackled the when he pushed the <laughs> the pick sixer out of bounds. We got a couple calls praising the <laughs> you yesterday. Know what? Hey, only, he's it, a football player caught like, up and threw a I, devastating pick, but he pushed him out of bounds. You gotta like a guy who's so mad at himself for throwing a pass like that. That he's got enough grit to want to chase him out of chase him and get him before he get before he gets to the end zone. I mean, that's gritty. I like that. I mean, hey, it's, it's, it's a good it's sign. It's like, a sign. Of, it's like it's a sign. Manning never what? did that. He never he, threw interceptions either. But he never did that. What's your assessment though <laughs> of of the fact that the head coach Mike doesn't come out and say Case is my guy? I mean, it is interesting. Nine out of ten times. Even if they're lying, they'll come out and just say, "Hey, this guy. We, we just won a football game. This guy played well. Yeah, he had a couple picks, but and he, he's our guy." How intriguing do you find it that Zimmer won't do that? Because to me, that's where where th- this conversation gains a ton of steam. If this was just us saying should they do it and they might do it, that's one thing. But you have an organization here that's not at all saying this is not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, right now it seems like they're they're giving him the nod. Keep proving, keep proving to us. We know you're in a contract year. We know that Teddy's in a contract year. We don't know how he's going to do. Just keep proving. I mean, it really can just play itself out. If you if he continues to do the things that he's doing right now, he's not up against a, a big time quarterback that's, you know, a, a golf like he was last year, where they've got so much money invested in him. There's no, there's never a doubt, right? No matter what happens when when he's healthy again or when we believe in what he's going to do, he's in. And you're you're always going to be the backup to this guy. Rarely does that get trumped by a Russell Wilson who takes a Matt Flynn out after twenty million dollars from the Packers to the Seattle Seahawks, yeah. where they say our third rounder is better. Right. You're going to have to sit twenty million dollars. We spent it the wrong way. You're going to take the bench. How many times did you see that? Where yeah. where the where the team believes that we actually found a diamond in the rough here, and he hasn't not started ever since Russell Wilson. So I've. You have to you have to get you tip your hat to Pete Carroll and those guys in Seattle for doing that. Mm-hmm. And if if you've got a guy that you believe in like Teddy Bridgewater, and you still think he's got more in the tank than Case Keenum, that may be the case here too. If they still think that what they're seeing in practice and what his abilities are as far as making reads quicker, sooner, to make Thielen even better, to make Diggs even better yet, Kyle Rudolph, then when Teddy's ready to go, and we think that he's really mentally ready to go with his his injury issue, that he's he's back in there. It's no, that and and there is, it's a no brainer. Like he's so much better than Case Keenum right now. We we know we've got a good backup, capable backup, but we're running with Teddy because he, we see it all over the field every day. We got the superstar Mike Morris in here. Let's keep the Vikings conversation going here. We'll get to questions later on in the hour. Uh, you can go grab Ventline on demand if you missed it yesterday on fifteenhardyspn.com or uh, Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, wherever you would find podcasts. The Superstar and I taking your phone calls for two hours yesterday, actually, and uh, a lot of uh, interesting thoughts and some some fun, passionate opinions. So if you ever miss Vikings Ventline, it's available on demand on a regular basis. That was a good, really good one yesterday. 
PMAC proves that he uh, is like Sybil. He's like three faces of Eve, and he can talk from all different corners. Of <laughs> his, it of sounds his, like he waffled, huh? Listen, I sounds I, like he really waffled. In, in general, I'll take I never I'll take hardline stances like Wiggins. <laughs> Uh, early in his career, I honestly like this quarterback situation has so many layers to it. It does short it term, long term. I really have a does. really hard. To, I, let's 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 keep. We're up against a break here. Let's keep it going here. But first, uh, a little word for the studio sponsor, TCL TVs, keeping the Mackie and Judd show powered on a daily basis. We had Good Morning Football on in all its 4K HD glory. Uh, we're watching highlights right now. In fact, we're scouting the Rams on this uh, TCL 55 inch. 4K Roku TV. The best part about the built-in Roku device with these TCL TVs, you get access to 4,000-plus streaming channels. That's in addition to your cable subscription or your satellite subscription on the very next page, so to speak. You get access to all kinds of sports streaming channels like Fox Sports Go, Watch ESPN. So it's 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 the smart TV blown up in 4K picture resolution, four times the quality of your standard 1080p TV. Find out why people are raving all across the world about TCL TVs and why TCL is America's fastest growing brand. Any local major retailer here in the Twin Cities and also TCLUSA.com. Mackie, Judd, and Star. Now the team's lined up for the kickoff. Referee blows his whistle. Mackie and Judd now continue. And the game is on. On 1500 ESPN. Pressure from Kerrigan steps away, fires on the run, it is caught. It's like glue on his hands from feeling. Earlier this year, we saw Duck Duck Grey Goose. Yeah, get it right in Minnesota now. And now we're seeing them hopping over each other. Got superstar Mike Morris in here, fresh off Vikings vent line from last night. You can find it on demand on 1500ESPN.com. Email from Dan to Judd here during the commercial break. Judd, you make me sick. With how you rip Case Keenum, saying he'll break your heart. Mm -hmm. I respected you for liking hockey as much as you do. Mm -hmm. But now after listening to you for the last 24 hours, rip the Vikings, I've lost that respect. Go get old. Happy old birthday. Do you know when when you're a parent and and you have... Dave agrees with the email. (laughs) And you have a kid. Well, that's because Dave's young. And you've got a kid who you tell, hey, listen, if you run out in the middle of the street, you're going to get hit by a car. The kid's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, of course. And the kid runs in the street, gets hit by the car. So yeah. you go to the hospital to see the kid. Natural selection. And you say to the kid, what did I tell you? And they're like, well, I didn't think it would really happen. That's the story of Case Keenum. So all I'm saying, Dan, is don't run to me the day after the playoff game when you're crying about the fact that Case Keenum threw a terrible pass that got picked off and you just lost a game. Okay? There it is. On his birthday. Right there. Don't. Come to me and Here's say, you were right, Judd. Star, I don't even fully disagree with the picture he's painting. Like, the picture he just painted is what always happens to the Vikings, so it's totally realistic. I just feel like once in a while, when things are going well, and it's 7-2, and two, and it's a huge road win, and fans are excited, and listeners are excited, can't you give fans and listeners what they want one time, which is like 24 hours of... Mostly positive, and you don't ever. You don't wait, give them wait, ever. Wait, you're the guy that went on TV today, and and before know, we I'm, started, announced wait, that this was going to fall apart. Well, let's hear about this. Oh, we did Channel 45 in the mornings and uh, after Vikings I games. Know, I did not listen. Know that. Of course, no. I I am in the middle on this, and I think that there's a chance he could do what Brett Favre did, which is colossally mm-hmm. disrupt your chances to go to the Super Bowl. But what? But but there's no debate that of the two of us in this studio and superstar is the tiebreaker. 
I am the one who leans more toward, you know what, things are going pretty well here. I'm going to give you at least a little positivity. Mm-hmm. You almost never do that outside of the 5-0 and start from last year. It's always yeah, doom and gloom. Out, that worked out real well when I was excited. And, that worked right, out real and that's well. That's fine. I'm just saying. That like, worked out well. That's your general disposition when it comes to I the, believe there's enough positivity in the local press in this town where if you want to search it out, it ain't hard to find it. <laughs> Starting with uh, C3 of the Star Tribune three days a week or four days a week. Well, there's one keeping it, keeping it real, keeping it grounded, keeping it level-headed. Let's not get too excited. And there's one guy that says, you know what? It's time to party a little bit because it's been a long time since we partied. You know, I mean, it has been. What, 77, the last Super Bowl appearance Correct. against the Raiders? Jan- yes. I mean, why not just enjoy the season, like Mike Tice would say? Enjoy the season and just have a fun ride with this team. And, I mean, it kind of depends on what, what, sort, of, what sort of sports fanatic you are. You want to watch it real. You want to pick it apart. You want to, Let's just look at the numbers. Let's just... Keep it where it is right now. It's safe to say that anyone can make a, a big mistake in a big playoff game. And when you do, it's cut. It's a cutthroat business. You go home. It's not a series like baseball or basketball or hockey. You go home. So if you make that big mistake, you have cost your team another year, another run at the Super Bowl. A quarterback is the most likely to make that big mistake. A young quarterback even more so. So it's a good, a good case, again, I there guess I wish, I wish we could name him I something know. else. So Ted. To, Let's call him Ted Keenum. Him, yeah. It's going to make our lives easier. Just call him Eddie, Eddie Keenum. Yeah, Ted Keenum. That's perfect. And I, I, But you could also say there are breakout quarterbacks. There are guys who come into this league who get their chance. Whatever circumstances led to that, that opportunity, they, they make the best of their, their opportunity. Tom Brady. Let's just use that one. Big mistakes in playoff out, games. Pretty good. Big, big mistakes in playoff games. Are not good. They're not. Like a bad long snap, maybe. See, had to go there. You're right. Well, and I don't know. You, you couldn't be more right. It was too high. Cost us a Super Bowl appearance, more than likely. I've apologized for that over and over again. I don't know if I'd had, you know, out of 10 tries, out of that I would have probably been good on six. That was one of the four I wouldn't have been. <laughs> that's a good, it's a pretty good snap batting average. Yeah, I think, that's for, good. For a professional, for sure. I've yeah. apologized for it. I don't yeah. know what to say. And there's always going to be a gap, like on the quarterback thing, or the you know, like you're talking about. If if you want to really go granular and be salt of the earth Vikings fan, scarred Vikings fan, there's always going to be a gap between whatever's happening, as good as it is, and perfection. Right? Like it's not. And that's what we had. We had calls yesterday criticizing the Vikings defense, and the reason I don't really, I'm not going to tee off on the Vikings defense because they are one of the three best in the NFL. I think so. overall. And you're not going to go 16 for 16 shutting down every team you face. Just not going to happen. So I'm not going to criticize always the gap between what is and what would what would perfection be. But uh, there's you know there's also the the Patriot thing where you could see them take off really poorly this season, and they've done it before in the past. Where mm-hmm. you can say until they prove to me that they're not going to be there at the end and they're not going to be in the playoffs, they're not going to make a run at the playoffs, a legit run at the playoffs, I'm always going to say they got a shot at winning the Super Bowl. Right. With the Vikings, until they prove to all of us Viking fans here that they can finally do something and stay on course and and be the team that everyone expects to because they do what is expected, they win uh, the tough game like yesterday, or they destroy the team they should destroy in, in division or out, a bad team gets beaten by a lot, until they become that and start walking through the playoffs because they're supposed to, and they make the plays that 
would would make them that kind of team, then then you're not going to believe it. You're just not that, which, which is more along what what John is thinking. It's like they they have so many ways of ruining this already. Still, yep. What's kind of been the mo? But Mike, this conversation also comes down to what what I'm saying is I get what the team is thinking here. I get I get why they are intrigued. I get why. So so this is not us sitting here in a vacuum screaming play Teddy. This is something the team is actively thinking about and I understand that. There is an in, there, there is a curiosity there that I would say if they didn't have it, I, I'd be like why not? So so to me if this was cut and dry to them and they said, "Well, Case is playing so well now, we can't even think of this." Okay, then then we could argue with that. But this is actually a situation where where the conversation is as much being had here as it is in Eden Prairie by the team itself. And I understand why they are at least curious about, okay, Case has played really well, but Case's ceiling is probably about here, and he's there right now. Could Teddy exceed that? And if he can, there's a real chance in the playoffs that we could go, can, go an extra step. Can we all agree on this, that almost every component of this team is NFC Championship game ready? The defense? No. Besides quarterback? Not quarterback either. I think we're in pretty good shape quarterback-wise. What? Which one, though? Which one am I, I talking about? So I, what I was going to say is I think if you remove quarterback, I think the offensive line has proven itself to Agreed. be Agreed. ready. The defense is ready. Yes. I think the skill position players as a whole, the the Thielen-Diggs combo. Agreed. And also, even like without Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon. That's where I have a problem. Okay. Really? Yeah, running back. Still. Really? Yes. Because I like because of what? Because I think the system actually works. I think I think I don't know. I I, I still don't I, I I know that McKinnon's having a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. But not he is not that that kind of back yet for me. Uh, and and Latavius showed flashes yesterday. He flashed a little bit yesterday and he's still not. That's just me. That's just my opinion. But don't the run, but don't the run game and the pass game complement each they, other they now? They did yesterday really in well. A way, in a way where they have not previously. Because I'm not saying I'm not saying that the backs are fantastic, but I think the offense, as it's being called right now, and the fact that they complement each other, which they didn't for a long time, is a step in the right direction. I think the coaching staff is on 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 the mark right now. Like Shermer has really brought a good game, a really good offense to the field, uh, game planning. Uh, I think he's done a nice job there. I don't. I don't know what we're doing right now, other than just trying to buy time to get Dalvin Cook back out there again someday. I. Um. I don't see either of the two backs yet being dynamic enough to. Yesterday it worked out really well. Is that enough to? I mean, the scenario that was projected by PMAC was: Is this the kind of team at every phase, every segment, every unit uh, that can get that is strong enough to go to a Super Bowl? I don't think running back is one of those yet. The, the every single uh, every single position outside of that. Even the kicker is starting to, you know, he's he's even starting to carry his own weight. He's we got a good punter. Goals. I mean, he he miss he'll miss an extra point for you in the NFC Championship he game, moves. and he ain't gonna miss a field goal apparently. Right, right hash mark. He moved. Left hash mark didn't work so well for me at thirty eight yards away. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. But it wasn't a PAT. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No. <laughs> I look. I that that's my feeling is that they are not at that level yet where you consider us safe at the running back spot. But the way you know what, but, but a good case can be made again. Here we go again. Case ma- made for someone. Uh, Pat Pat Shermer uh, being able to mix things up and match it up well enough that it worked pretty well yesterday. I hope that continues. If it does, I'll have a different change of of, of opinion. I'm sure in you know four or five more games mm-hmm. because that worked really well yesterday. I think you're casting shade upon C.J. Ham, and I'm not sure if I appreciate that. <laughs> 
But that's fine. You go ahead. You keep ripping CJ Ham like that. I think I'm casting, <laughs> riding the fence a little bit, uh, flipping and flopping like you. And I think that maybe I should be, I should stand down. Yeah, we should wear our John Kerry for uh, president T-shirts. Was it? He was the flip flopper, right? The flip flopper. I am not flip flopping. I am uh, set my way against George W. I yes. know what I think. Flip flopper. He wears flip flops. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what kind of questions do you have for us next? So much football. Football. And birthday. Oh. And superstar putting Judd in a birthday headlock. Phil Mackey. Troubled, sensitive, artistic. Judd Zolgad. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, we got superstar Mike Morris in here. We got Judd Zolgad, the birthday boy, and Dave Harrigan with some questions for all of us. Yes. Let's answer some questions. In that room... We've got two guys that have watched a whole lot of football in their lifetimes and another guy who watched a lot of football and snapped once in a while. He watched football wow. like sort of upside down looking through his you legs backwards. You should have backwards. to take that, Morris. That's very uncalled for from Dave. I'm going to probably end up taking care of him after this is okay, all, all said and done, but I really I don't have to worry about it. I've got a built-in sort of security blanket at, at uh, with his wife. She'll scold him really good for that. I'm sorry. She'll scold him really good for... Uh, doing me like that because she's in my corner. <laughs> Did I say something factually incorrect? You know what? You got a good point. For the missus, uh, don't worry about this. He's dead on. Just the facts, ma'am. I mean, he nailed it right right down to the T. So uh, don't leave Dave alone when he gets Thank home. You. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. This is uh, this has been. I've been curious about this all day. After hearing him getting mocked for two weeks in a row now, Ben McAdoo, coach of the Giants, yesterday was asked about motivating his players and said, "Blah blah blah blah. Look, they need to motivate themselves. These are guys that are getting paid every week. Uh, they are professional football players. It's not my job to convince them that they they need to play hard." So. In two guys that have covered the sport and one guy that's uh, played for a lot of coaches, been in a lot of locker rooms. How important is motivation when it comes to being a head football coach? Where does it rank among the jobs that a head football coach has? Can I take a stab and get out of the way quick? Because Star has been in those meetings and understands much more. But I think when, when, when a coach like that rips the players for not being motivated enough to go do it themselves, it's not that players are just like randomly lazy or lackadaisical. It's that they don't buy into the big picture that the coach has created, the scheme, the whatever it is. Like they don't, they aren't buying into the bigger picture of it all. That here's our goal, and here's the way in which we're going to do this with our offensive system, our defensive system, our drafting, and everything. And if players start to sense that the guy in charge doesn't know what he's doing, then it's it's not that they're going to go out there and like actively try to lose, but they're just going to. They're not going to be as fired up about the game plan. Whereas you watch the Vikings, and I know it was kind of we kind of goofed on it, but the Everson Griffin pregame speech to the defensive linemen, like that's a team that is all in together. They buy fully into the coach's game plan. They're all bought in, and so it it comes off as if they care more, and if you know, as as if they're more motivated. But they're just like it's it's a better put together overall plan by the coaches that get the players to buy in. That's my read on it, Michael. I, I think there's a lot of truth in what you just said. I, I really believe that the, the, the team does become 
uh, somewhat part of the, the head coach's uh, personality. I really do. Uh, whatever the, the coach's demeanor is, uh, you can see that on the team too, the way they play and uh, how sharp they are. But but what the, what what uh, the coach was talking about with, the, with not having to push buttons, that it should be up to the players who are being paid. Yes, they should. They should be able to push their own buttons by this time to know what makes makes them tick internally uh, out on the football field, but they don't. They should, but they don't. So now it's back There's on you, the coach. So now it's back on, on the coach to get to put a foot up there because a lot of them are there for that reason, too. They're there because someone put a foot up their derriere, and that's how some people have to be handled. Some people, you don't have to say a word to them. They're going to take care of business. Larry Fitz. They have enough pride. They're going to go out there. They don't care how much money is on the table. They don't care what they're being paid. Money for a great football player means, okay, good. I, I don't have to worry about this anymore. The finances are taken care of. My wife, my family, my house, uh, the, the kids are taken care of. I can just go play football now. Money doesn't mean that much to a guy like Fitzgerald, and I mean that. I know him a little bit. Actually, I know him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if you don't know how to push your own buttons, it has to be a coach that recognizes that and explains very carefully that if you don't know how to push your buttons, you're going to find another place to play football because that, that doesn't work here. So you, you talk about in a little bit of both courts there, but if you can't push your own buttons, you're in trouble. And if you, if you don't find a way to motivate yourself, and if you quit, that's even worse. Is when you don't play hard, then then they're gonna they're gonna go back and reevaluate every single player and coach at the end of the season, and the players are on film. And if you're not playing, they can see that right away on film. And if you're going to play like that, you're going to get cut. You're going to be the reason that you are that you lost so many games. You're going to be the, the guy gone. They're going to try and upgrade everything to make it a better season the next time around, and you're going to be gone. So yeah. if you don't, it's a short career. And it's also imperative for uh, a coach to get players in the locker room who will reflect his message to teammates because if you don't have that and it's the coach constantly harping on you, it's not going to work. You need right. you need players in that room. Uh, but, I mean, we, we've seen an example, a perfect example here in, in the past year. Mike Zimmer, to a certain degree, lost that team last year. It started in Philadelphia after they lost the game, and he went nuts in the post-game press conference and talked about the team being soft, and it it culminated with that disaster in Green Bay. And what we've seen, though, is he went out of his way during during the summer to find out what, what he did wrong and improved on that. So uh, people people tend to try and downplay it because it's hard to get, get your head around as a fan exactly what that looks like, but it's there's no doubt in my mind that the ability to have a locker room where you have players basically doing the coach's job is the most important thing. Yeah, if it's just the coach, it doesn't work. All right, there's the 8-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. We'll say they're the best team in the league. They've got the best record. They've earned it. But there are five teams at 7-2 and two right now. Patriots and Steelers in the AFC. Saints, Rams, Vikings in the NFC. Put those teams in order best to worst quickly in your head, boys. Okay, I'll give you a little minute. You got that? I'm not going to ask you for the full order, but simply on the count of three, okay. I want you all each to tell me where among those five the Vikings fit. So give us give us the five again. Okay. Patriots, Steelers, Saints, Rams, Vikings. I'm going to count to three, and you're going to say first or third or fifth where you think the Vikings fit, and we'll see who agrees. All right? Wow, this is this a lot, lot yeah, of, this could lot be, of lot pressure, boys. Interesting. I'm not sure it's going to work. Judd's going to say ninth, isn't he? <laughs> I'm not sure this is going to work. One, two, three. Three. Fourth. 
Ooh. Two thirds and a fourth is what I got. Okay. I yep, suppose. I said third. All right. So, out. so Patriots, you know, I mean, the. The Patriots are a Patriot until proven otherwise. Until like Star proven saying. otherwise, yes. I just I can't see a team that's better, and they just de- just completely uh, beheaded uh, the Broncos. Oh, Denver. Last night. Yeah. yeah, Denver's a mess. And I'm and I'm putting so uh, the Steelers already beat the Vikings, and that's a game where I think that's kind of a coin flip game. So I'm I'm giving mm-hmm. the Steelers the benefit of the doubt for now, but then I'm also putting the Rams ahead of the Vikings until the Vikings prove it this weekend. The Rams, have, the Vikings and Rams are kind of similar in that they're popping up, you know. They're, they're kind of they're kind of taking everyone by uh, by you know everyone's noticing them at the same time. But the Rams have been more impressive overall in their nine games than the Vikings. But that can change if the Vikings win. So I'm making the Vikings earn those wrongs here, and, I, and the Vikings I think are above the Saints. Mike, I think I think that the Saints are a much better team than when we played them. Yes. Uh, and so I, I really, I really, that's kind of one of the teams that I kind of think maybe, maybe ahead of us, okay. even though we beat them already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers, we already have been beaten by the Steelers. I, but I honestly think that we could beat them now, uh, and 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 play a much better game at least than we did the first time around. I don't, I don't think there's any question about, um, about the Patriots, or the Rams. Um, I think we're better than the Rams. Uh, they got a lot of proving to do too, and whether they can hang sure. on for the first time ever in their lives. Uh, so I have us at three. Yeah, I would say uh, the Patriots, uh, the Saints, the Steelers. I'm vacillating on big time. Yeah, like they win games, but they barely came back and beat Indy. I'm not completely. I think they're good, but I'm not uh, completely sold on on them. So the two teams that I would definitely put above the Vikings right now, Patriots for sure, uh, the Saints. Philadelphia probably too though actually so yeah. three or four Philadelphia wasn't part of the because they're eight and one right yeah but, this, uh, that was of the seven and two teams just the right. five seven and two so I, I, I hear what you're saying yeah uh, yep. let's do we're up against the, let's do question three when we come back here we got superstar Mike Morris Mackie and Judd uh, all kinds of Vikings content on demand off yesterday's win on the website fifteen hundred Mackie and Judd now continue I think all the pieces are there on fifteen hundred ESPN. Pressure from Kerrigan, steps away, fires on the run, it is caught! Unbelievable! It's like glue on his hands from Thielen. Earlier this year, we saw Duck Duck Grey Goose. Yeah, get it right in Minnesota now. And now we're seeing them hopping over each other. Vikings 7 and 2. Dave has a third question. Spillover question. Superstar hanging out with us. Yeah, let's do this. 48 years ago today. Our friend Judd Zolgad entered the world. 48 years yep. and uh, nine months before that, oh. Judd was conceived. Think about that. <laughs> yep. Ugh. In Hollywood, California, <laughs> bitching about the Rams. This team, Roman <laughs> Gabriel stinks, Mom. Well, in all those years, he's grown into a man who's he's got everything. Well, except class, a good wardrobe, ratings, advice <laughs> I would willingly take. I think wow. I might have class, but the rest of it, okay. you're... Advice wow. I would willingly take. Okay, wow. so there's a few things he doesn't have. Kids. But for the no man kid, who no has no kids, kids. Ever made. everything. Ratings. Everybody likes a gift from the heart. You know, those priceless gifts that you can't put a price tag on. So Star went to Jared. Oh, really? That's always nice. For Judd, yeah. I mean, I guess some nice jewelry or car would be good, too. But Jared. Got a foot long. Phil, oh, different Jared. Okay. Oh, that's star. Yeah. All right. Sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Give him the gift that keeps on giving. Give him that priceless <laughs> uh, gift. What do you think Judd needs for his birthday? And Judd, you can chime in with things you'd like for your birthday. Well, I, I would say I got, no, I got nothing. Work gloves. <laughs> work gloves. <laughs> work gloves. 
I, I think no, Judd... It's a terrible idea. It's evidenced, and there's more tweets coming in here, that Judd mm. is just perpetually negative. Here is another one from Nick. It's not even that Judd can't be positive. It's that he takes joy in predicting disaster. Quote, I slept like a baby because I know how Case is going to break your heart. End quote, directly from Judd early in the show. <laughs> That's true. But I'm, so, but I'm telling you, you don't have to have that happen. There's a way out. If we're talking about priceless gifts for Judd and his birthday, I want to gift Judd a Viking Super Bowl championship so that we can just see his altered gift. new reality and how uncomfortable he's going to be with success in this city. Oh, I think it'd be fan. Are you kidding? I don't think you'd know I'd how to over- deal. You, I don't think you'd know you, how to deal. I'd be overjoyed. You'd find a flaw in the way that they won the game. 87 and 91 were fantastic. No, no, I'm used to being let down. Therefore, I'm very guarded. If the Vikings win a Super Bowl, it'd be fantastic. Remember when Morris tried to give him that gift? <laughs> I, tr- I, did, I tried everything that I possibly could. Wow. And wow. failed you miserably. I think that you would find a reason why they didn't deserve the victory. The, the the Super Bowl, I think you would come up with a way where I, we just don't want to have a championship this way. <laughs> they didn't win the right way. It isn't exactly I how we wanted to see this happen. The starting quarterback was too old, and the judge just yeah. didn't want to see that starting quarterback, <clears throat> Peyton Manning, pass his prime. <laughs> They'd win like thirty-eight to twenty-five. They gave up too many points. Yep, gave up too many points. I'm yeah. worried about this yeah, defense. I, I, I don't like it. I, I don't think like it. next year's going to be a disaster. I think the thing that that we miss because the storyline or the the narrative of the show is me being negative is the fact that really the most negative person on the show is not Mackie. It's not me. It's Harrigan. He's the one who's Uh-oh. really, really negative. Well, hates let's, life. Let's, let's reverse this thing a little bit. Uh, what would you wish then if you had three wishes for your birthday? What sort of wish would you wish for after stating something like that? Would you wish that maybe Dave wasn't a part of your life anymore? Or <laughs> I would like Dave to like sports more because he, he'd be oh. a much happier person, I think. Mm. He doesn't really like sports at all. Oh, yeah, because you're such a great example of how happy you can be if you like sports a lot. Yeah, what a great example you set. Yeah. Are you kidding? Listen. Instead of like a five-gallon barrel you of know what's great about for you this? to continue your, <clears throat> your cynicism, I'd get you the new five-gallon light ranch. Uh, okay. You know what's great about this whole thing? Here's what's great about this. We can spend a four-hour show debating the Vikings quarterback. They're 7-2. Yep. We disagree with people. They They disagree with us. But you know what's fun about it at the end? It doesn't matter. It's fun. You talk about Trump. You talk about re- religion. Everyone's really mad. In fact, at the end coming of the up show, next, Garage Logic. At the end of the show, <laughs> we walk away, and it's fun. That's what makes sports great. The last time you'll, the time you'll ever hear Judd right there, I'm going to give him a spanking. It won't be a traditional <laughs> on, spanking. All right. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, that was weird. Oh I said I wanted God. to give Judd Get a spanking. Get me out of here. What All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Odd thing. God.